This is the Sounders FC Soccer Postmatch Show on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redap.com. By ProLiance Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLiance Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Just imagine what you'd do if you won. Play today. By Bill Corum's Puyallup Nissan. Easy like Sunday morning. And by Car Toys. A better way to go. The Sounders FC post-match show starts now. The first half ended 1-1, and despite an open and exciting second half, the game ends 1-1. Chicago Fire, Seattle Sounders, 1-1 the final score tonight. Clint Dempsey scores the lone goal for Seattle. Quick ball inside for Harry Ship. One more toward Will Brune. Brune is inside the six. Cross in front of goal and scored! And it's Clint Dempsey! He had to wait to open his scoring account in 2018, but he's done it in dramatic fashion, and the Sounders pull level in the 23rd minute. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz, former Sounder captain Danny Jackson, Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing up here in the CenturyLink field booth after a beautiful night of soccer. It ends 1-1, but man, Pete, that was an exciting night of soccer. Well, certainly back and forth. Stephen Fry was a big player of the game. Absolutely deserved it. He was terrific with some massive saves. Uh, and boy, it was end-to-end. Seattle's going to be frustrated. They couldn't get three points out of this. They created chances throughout the evening. There's some better things happening today, but they're still, you know, they'll take one point, but this really needed to be a three-pointer. I'm sure they're all going to be disappointed in the locker room uh, not getting that third point, but end-to-end, very exciting game. Chicago's impressive, in my opinion. What they do on the road for a team, you know, a lot of teams on the road kind of bunker in. They didn't do that. Schweinsteiger pulls a lot of strings and finds a lot of space, sets a lot of guys up. Well, Pete, you and I, we were sitting there talking. It, it felt like an all-star game. Yes. You know, yes. It, back kind and of forth. the games yeah. that you do not want to see from a home team, right? Open at the back. There was times when Nikolic's chance where Chicago got the ball on the top of their box, and they literally ran in a straight line through every single line of defense until Nikolic had a one-on-one to Fry, which you mentioned, a huge save from him. Listen, you know... The, the, the coaching staff's going to have a busy couple of days breaking this game down yes, yeah. because there is a lot on both ends of the field. Um, and we talked some about... Some good, right? Some good, some for good sure. I mean, things, right? Hey, listen, look, Rodriguez cutting in from the left, whipping it with his right foot, very much like uh, Katai's goal, just missed on the outside post, block crosses, Will Brune had a number of chances, he couldn't get on target, Dempsey was there with a couple of volleys, Roldan cut inside and really could just put it into, the, into the, what was an open net at that time. Um, and put it over. So, yes, there was a lot of chances, but certainly I think from a defensive standpoint and a midfield standpoint, Schweinsteiger ran the show for Chicago. He found pockets of space all over the field. Dax McCarty, as we said before, pregame uh, and uh, halftime, he was able to get the space to play the ball simple, and I think that's something that the Sounders are going to have to look at. For me, it was a strange one, Pete. It felt like the team was sluggish, that they had played two games in four days you know that's how it felt to me watching the game they were half a yard behind there was some sluggish closing down we allowed those players for chicago outside the box to have four or five yards of space without any pressure on the ball so it felt like we were a little sluggish we weren't quite 100 percent match fit which obviously you'd hope is not the case but you know like i said i think the coaching staff coaching staff are going to find a number of things to break down good bad or indifferent 
Um, and uh, yeah, a point, you know, stating the obvious, we needed three points tonight. Points not really going to help us at this point. Clint Dempsey gets that goal in the 22nd minute. We talk about what Chicago did. Schweinsteiger was a big part of that. They get the ninth minute goal from Alexander Katai. Same thing we talked about in the pregame show. Outside the box is able to whip it in there on the, on the south side of the stadium. There from the left gets it past Stefan Fry's dive. So that came for Chicago's lone goal there in the opening 10 minutes of the match. But going back to it, we talked about it at halftime, Pete. Clint Dempsey, your player to watch here at the, at the, in the pregame show. How much of an impact was it for him to get off the snide, get a goal? Important for him to get that first goal of the season, which, by the way, really quickly, 47th overall in MLS regular season. That is ties the club record with Freddie Montero. Uh, for regular season MLS goals. Well, you could see the relief on his face. I said that at halftime. And and the reason I picked him is uh, to be the player to watch is he needed that goal. So it was a very important thing when a guy hasn't when a guy scored as many goals as he has scored in his career. It's important that he knows that's his job. And so if he hasn't gotten a goal, uh, it's it builds up, it builds up. People start to question and frankly, they should. I mean, that's that's something that, you know, we all understand. The role of the striker is to put it in the back of the net. So it does take a little bit of pressure off him. Makes him feel like he's maybe going to get back on a run. Forwards can be streaky. So it's very good news for the Seattle Sounders that Clint Pullman in the back of the net. Yeah, when you look at the stats, I mean, from a st statistical standpoint, st statistical, <laughs> can get it out, standpoint, you know, the Sounders were on top. You know, they won the duels. Yeah. They, were, they had 54% of possession. They had 19 shots on goal, 7 on target, which is an improvement, I think, from, from weeks past. So, I think, like I said, I think there's good things to be seen. There were chances on goal. We didn't necessarily make the goalkeeper make too many great saves like Stefan Fry had to make but again I just think it was a little bit porous in the back a little bit porous in the midfield we didn't really lock down the game didn't control it from a standpoint from, from the 45th minute to the end of the game it was an open game but again I think three points right now good, bad, ugly doesn't matter how you play just got to grind out some results I did like the effort all the way till the end yeah. I will say that yeah. it was an end-to-end -end game they will be tired at the end I thought Wolf Ikram came in and gave a little something he got to the end line cut a ball back Seattle, uh, the one to Dempsey, the Dempsey Nearly got the ball. Nearly the volley for the goal. Yes, exactly. So, uh, I, yeah, you can't fault him for for not being committed to the entire process. But you're right. It was a bit of an all-star game. It yeah. was, there was a lot of room. <laughs> Schweinsteiger really did control the tempo. Uh, fascinating to watch his work with the referees uh, to the point of he got a yellow card because of it, and then at one point he actually collapsed to the ground in frustration. Yeah. So it's interesting to watch that. Still a lot to get to here on the Sounders FC postgame show. We're going to hear from Brian Schmetzer at his post-match post -match press conference, if I can get that out of my mouth. Uh, all right. Uh, but before we head to the break here and then hear from Schmetzer, I want to tell you that your Budweiser, the man of the match, is Stefan Fry. Fans can vote for the Budweiser man of the match until the final whistle every match on the official Sounders FC match. Stephen Fry left the field there at the end of the game. He came down hard uh, on a Chicago cross late. Uh, he was helped to what looked like midfield and, and then ended up getting to the locker room by himself, but definitely in some pain towards the end of that game. So we'll see how Stephen Fry is feeling coming up in a little bit. But coming up next year on the Sounders FC postgame show, we're going to hear from head coach Brian Schmetzer. That's next on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Look you're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. Seattle Sounders won, Chicago Fire won. A one point for the Seattle Sounders here tonight out of this match. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950, KJR. Jackson Feltz, Pete Fewing, and Danny Jackson here up in the booth at CenturyLink Field. 
going to hear from head coach Brian Schmetzer momentarily here on the postgame show. They're just fixing the backdrop for the postgame press conference. We're watching them adjust that right now. So we'll head down to the bowels of CenturyLink Field and hear from Schmetzer momentarily. But it is time for tonight's Alcatel play of the match. This was Clint Dempsey's goal in the 22nd minute that equalized. Quick ball inside for Harry Ship. One more toward Will Brune. Brune is inside the six. Cross in front of goal and scored! And it's Clint Dempsey! He had to wait to open his scoring account in 2018, but he's done it in dramatic fashion. And the Sounders pull level in the 23rd minute. Tonight's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone and tablet partner of Seattle Sounders FC. Guys, looks like we have a couple of seconds here before Brian Schmetzer steps to the microphone. Uh, sorry, Danny. Uh, really quickly, uh, Brian Schmetzer coming to the mic here. Happy that they that they Clint Dempsey gets on the scoreboard, they get a point out of this one, or still just waiting for that little bit extra that, that they need to get three points. You know, Pete and I were talking during the break, and we're both interested to see how Brian is today after this game. You know, sometimes you've got to take a breath, and you've got to feel, kind of look back in the game in, in, in different perspective. Yes, we gave away chances. Stefan Fry was huge, as Pete said. We had a number of chances in the second half that went wide, were missed, went to the goalkeeper, were saved, blocked shots, blocked crosses. Um, but again, it's two points dropped at home when our home has been so strong and powerful. And uh, I think that's going to be the distressing thing that will keep Brian up at night. I don't know what his comments will be. And Pete, maybe you have an insight to this. You know, I think he's going to be frustrated. He's going to probably speak about the chances that Sounders had to get maybe sneak, sneak a win. But, you know, again, at home, we're used to this team dominating, going on the outside, bombing on the last 20 minutes. It's such a push from the Sounders. And he just seemed to, to kind of ebb and flow back and forth and stop start today, Pete. Yeah, I think maybe the pride issue and saying, hey, this is our home place. We've got to yeah. own it a little bit more. I think the final pass, he may talk about that, that the quality on the final pass. The goal was the right recipe. They could look at that, break it down over and over because it wasn't just the ball slipped in from Harry Ship to Will Bruin and the cross and Clint Dempsey getting to the right spot. Those were three good things. But even before that, there were a couple of good passes. So they could break that film down and say, this is what we need to do. We need more of this. The movement was good. The run through the box was good. The, the final pass was good. Yep. So he, he may talk about the final pass, and he may talk about, hey, we have got to find ways to win. Danny, you said it. They've done that in the past. I also think that I think he's, he's going to charge some of these um, the assistant coaches, like Jimmy Chiori, to break down the defensive side because, for me, old-age central defender, getting tight was a problem today. All right, guys, let's go down to the bowels of CenturyLink Field. Brian Schmetzer sitting down right now for his post-match press conference. Hey, um, Clint Dempsey uh, gets on the scorecard for the first time this season. Got to be a positive there. What can you say about that? Yeah. Um... Getting him on track, getting him scoring goals. You know, goal scorers can be streaky at times. So getting him going was great. Um, you know, tying Freddie Montero's regular season record, that's all great. But, you know, he is a team guy. I'm sure he would have loved to score one more and help the team win. Um, so, but it's, but it's good. I mean, he's been getting lots of shots. You know, he, he had a couple other good looks on goal. So that's that's a positive. Jeremiah? Yeah, what was your overall impression of the of the game? Well if if you're a, a soccer fan, it was end to end action. 
if you're a coach, you don't like all the action down at the opposite end of the field where Steph had to come up big and and save us far too many times in the second half. Uh, as far as a attacking core that we had, I think it's getting a little better. I think DC United, we had 15 shots tonight, 19 shots, some good looks, some, you know, stuff around the goal. Um, but again, we're pressing so hard to score that sometimes you leave yourself open at the back. Um, so a little too undisciplined, you know, in certain moments, you know, could we have manufactured a few more chances with extended possession? Yeah, maybe. You know, but it's hard when when guys are going in on goal and, you know, Victor's driving at guys and Nico's trying to play guys in. That's, that's, that's part of who we are. But we're just trying to find that little bit of balance of just making sure we extend our possessions a little longer and also playing with one eye where the goal is and trying to play guys in when it's the right pass. Nico? Uh, Coach, what did you uh, expect to get out of Christian with Dan? Well, Jordan is still fighting plantar fasciitis, so you know he he has been a game kid. Uh, him and Will are are you know tough kids. They 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 play through a lot of pain. But what I couldn't afford to have happen is two guys on bum wheels starting the game, and I had to make a choice. Will obviously guts through a lot of stuff, um, you know, and, and, and Christian has played there in the past, albeit in, you know, late in game situations when the games are opened up a little bit. But, you know, I thought Christian did well for being in a, you know, new position from the start. Steve, picked up his first assist of the year for you. Uh, how do you think you played tonight? And then do you have any update on the injury? Uh, good. It's just a knock. He'll be fine. You know, Harry has continued to you know help us keep possession, do little things that are that are critical for the team's success. So he's he's been playing okay. John, coach, you found a really force you guys to play out of the back today. Uh, how did that affect your game plan? And how do you think you played? Like they that? made us play out of the back. They, they pushed very high up the field on your defenders. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought in the first half we were much better playing out of the back. Then the second half, again, we got a little tired. You know, they they continued to press us, and you know, some of our guys weren't connecting the passes they made in the in the first half. But you know, overall, I thought our play from back to front was fairly good. I think a lot of that is Nico in there. Um, you know, Ozzie in there. They're they're guys that are clean on the ball that want the ball. So I think I think that that's that was a positive. Yeah, go ahead. One one ultimately a fair reflection. Probably. I mean they had they had they had a ton of good chances. I think we had some good chances, so you know. I think one one was a fair fair result. Jose? Uh it seemed to be rather physical for the Gago. Do you think the, the game kinda got away from uh, the ref and not no. uh, calling it a little bit tired? Um no. I mean they they only had eleven by my count fouls. We had eight. Um, you know, that play at the end, we'll certainly take a look at that because Alan Gordon, you know, came in very egregiously on Steph. So that's certainly one we can flag. Um, 
but other than that, you know, the crowd booing Schweinsteiger. I mean, that you know, you know, I didn't think that was there was much in that other than you know he's he's just trying to help his team win. Um, there's days when I think we we should maybe play a little bit you know firmer. You know, we we gotta we gotta make sure that teams know you're not coming here and dictating tempo to us. So overall, I don't think the referee had any, you know, other challenges other than that late call. Jeff? Yeah, two quick things. How's uh, Fry responding? Uh, he's uh, being looked at now, and I'll give you guys updates when, when we have a determination of what it is. Does he have to go through any protocol on it? We, we, we haven't determined that yet, Jeff. Um, secondly, you mentioned Clint Dempsey and how this goal could perhaps help get him on the street. What about the rest of the team? How, how do the other guys respond to him? Do they still view him, you know, the same way that they would have, let's say, two years ago as one of the best players sure. on the field? Of any team? I mean, does it help lift the team in any way? Yeah. Yeah. They all they all support Clint when he's when he's scoring goals and when he's not scoring goals. I think Clint has still tried to find ways to help the team. You know, against RSL, you know, a couple games ago, we played a good ball into Newhu. He's a good passer of the ball. Um, you know, he's he's doing what he can to try and help the team. Does your team need guys like that to look to, like veteran guys to, to take over at this point, just to, to try to get the offense on track? Yeah, well, I think we have. If you're if you're looking at Bruin, Victor, Dempsey, Ladero, Ship, Alonzo, your front six. There's a lot of veteran guys in that group. You know, our team is 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 down the middle, filled with veterans. So, you know, they they do need to step up, and you know, I'm sure things will. Think I'm sure things will happen. Harvey, what was your message to the team back in the locker room? Just that I had to keep going. You know, we, 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 we're starting to, you know, look at the standings and do the math. You know, today was two points dropped. So we're being realistic with them, but telling them they need to be positive. We still have another home game. We've got a winnable, couple winnable road games. Every game has to become a final. Every, every game has to be one where we maximize our chances of getting points. So, you know. Again, the 19 shots, the chances that we were created, you know, our, I thought our set piece delivery was good tonight, you know, so there are some things that we can we can be positive about. You just, alluded, you just alluded to it right there, but given where you're at, looking ahead to next weekend against Portland, is that kind of a game you absolutely have to have? Matt, I, I, Matt, I think all of them, like I said, are they, they all need to be finals. They, they all need to be finals. We have the we have the guys in the locker room that have the right mentality. They'll they'll come and fight. Uh, we just need to keep creating chances, um, and guys need to start getting hot, getting you know switched on. You know, it'd be nice to see Will get off the score sheet, Victor get off the score sheet. You know, some of those guys start getting their confidence. You know, I think we'll be okay. Jeremiah, you're good. So what can you tell us about the uh, Osvaldo Alonso's uh, performance? He has uh, 53 uh, passes and 100% passing accuracy. Well, he's good. He's still rounding himself into fitness. You know, I thought uh, he played well. Um, but he's 
you know, coming back from, uh, you know, a, a considerable injury. So we have to build his minutes accordingly. So he will he will get better. You know, the 100% accuracy certainly is a, is a vital stat, but we would like to get him more touches, you know. But he, he, he played okay today. Saw a few follow-ups to start with. Come on, see it, please. Yeah. And if I heard you correctly, I just want to make sure, but you said you needed guys that dictate tempo. What did you mean by that? Well, if you want to start with the question about playing out of the back, so every time Steph got the ball or was a goal kick, establishing tempo was getting the ball from the ball kid, putting the ball down and playing before the defense has a chance to set up. So I thought that worked well. Sometimes throw-ins, it's the right back or the left back that always takes the throw-in. Well, the closest guy to the ball, just take the throw-in, get the ball in play so we can establish tempo. Fouls around midfield. Just get the ball down and let's play. Let's establish tempo. Then the flip side of that is when you do have possession of the ball, you know, then there's times when you need to slow it down and just, you know, connect 20, 30 passes. Always, again, with the eye on when the gaps do open up, can you play guys through? So that's all part of dictating tempo. We want to be at home, so we want to be on the front foot. But we also want to make sure that we establish good possession and possession in the right areas of the field. You go to Coach, so initially injuries, was that going to be a reason why you're going to the team was in scoring and performing? Now that you're getting players back and, and the scoring continues to be an issue, what's the next step? How can you? Well, we got to just keep working, Nico. I mean, the guys worked hard in training. You know, I thought it was a good training week. Uh, we did some good, sharp attacking movements. We worked with the, you know, the strikers individually uh, during the training sessions and after the training sessions, trying to get them on track, trying to get them to feel comfortable. So it's a combination of getting those guys in the groove, but it's also sometimes a service. You know, when guys get down into the wing channels, when they get down to the end line, is that service good enough? Is that service where it needs to be it's a team sport you know can Ozzy connect a few of those 100% passes you know in the in the gaps to, to someone's feet I yeah, would like to have that you know can one of the center backs open the game up Chad Marshall hits a beautiful long ball can he open up the game and get us in the final third with some momentum so we'll just keep after it Katai's obviously a very talented player, had a lot of opportunities out on the wing. How do you feel that Nuhu did against him out there left back then? Uh, Nuhu's got, you know, he's got a bright future. He's a young kid still. We have to keep that in mind. Um, you know, so he did okay. I mean, that's a that's an experienced guy. Um, you know, they've got to watch film. They've got to make sure they study their opponents. Those are some of those little life lessons that they need to learn. You know, we do a good job of having every single touch of their opponent up on the team computers in the locker room, in, the, in, their, in their lounge. And they need to study that. They need to watch the film. They need to study it. They need to be good pros. And we're working on that with them. Anything else, guys? Thank you. That was head coach Brian Schmetzer of your Seattle Sounders. After a 1-1 game tonight between the Seattle Sounders and Chicago Fire here at CenturyLink Field, 
uh, Danny Jackson, Pete Fewing. We're a little bit short on time here, but let's give a couple takeaways. There was a lot of stuff there from Brian Schmetzer, a lot of pen tapping on the desk. Pete, what are your takeaways of it? Well, he's looking for answers. He's looking for leadership on the field, and he's yeah. looking for people to execute. He's, he's hopeful that someone's going to catch fire. Uh, you can tell he's a, he's a little bit trying to find it himself, trying to figure out how do I get this group to rally and come together. Uh, they're, they're facing now. They're looking at it and saying, hey, we we look at the points. We look at that red line to try to get into the MLS playoffs. Danny, and I think he's looking around saying he, he's, he's waiting for players to emerge, yep. whether it's a hard challenge, yep. right, maybe that sets a, a message uh, to your opponent that you're here at CenturyLink or whether it's a quality finish. He did talk about the final pass as well. And so he's... Uh, uh, he's always going to back his players, and he's always going to do his best to stay positive and, and keep pushing. They've got a week now to Portland. Rarely you've played in a lot of those, Danny. Th- that game doesn't require too much motivation. It's Portland Seattle. I agree. I, I think you, you could sense a little bit of dejection from Brian. Yeah. I think you're right. He's trying to figure out answers. I think he kind of no- motioned towards that offensive six players as being experienced, as, as having a number of games under their belt. and. As we've talked about the last couple of weeks, you've got to lean on those guys. Leadership doesn't just come with screaming and shouting and barking. It also comes with putting the ball in the back of the net when you need to. Dempsey did that today. Couldn't get it done in the second half. But, yeah, I think it's what we talked about before he went on. It was a wide-open game. There was a lot of mistakes happening on both ends of the field. We couldn't finish. We were wide open. Certainly the last 20, 25 minutes. I mean, what's the old cliche? Knife through butter. You know, it just felt like they, they were just able to get through our midfield way too easily, which is not... Aussie Ladero-esque type of players rolled down. They're just able to pick up the ball and just move 50 yards without any pressure. And I think, you know, his answer about Nuhu was probably um, calculated, well thought out, because, you know, pressure on the ball is not five yards away when the guy's 20 yards from goal. Pressure, we've seen a couple of, you know, issues with Nuhu, you know, not tracking back, giving up a little bit. I think Kansas City, that one, that one game earlier in the season... These are the, the characteristic things that Brian needs to, and the coach have need to figure out how to fix because, you know, recovery runs are as important as the pressure you put on the ball. You have to be in, have an intensity in that, that defensive third of the field to do anything you can to get your body between the ball and the goal. Cover your teammates. Think worst-case scenario. We talked about it in, in pregame. Sometimes you are most vulnerable defensively when you have the ball because you can switch off. You can look at the ball. You don't realize a Schweinsteiger, whoever that is, Nikolic, is moving off your shoulder on the blind side and then wide, they're wide open and they're getting the ball in transition. We saw that today. So I think there is, as I mentioned before Brian went on, coaching staff, the assistant coaches are going to break this game down. There's going to be a lot to break down in the defensive third of the field, what we can do better, and certainly kind of in the middle third as well and the off- offensive third. Injury update from Brian Schmetzer. Saw Harry Ship go down what looked like he turned his ankle. Looked pretty bad initially. He went down immediately. Uh, Brian Schmetzer said Harry Ship will be fine. He also does the little things critical to the team's success, so that's good news on Harry Ship. It's not anything more serious, and we'll wait to hear about Stefan Fry uh, this week at training. He was helped off the helped about the middle of the field at the end. That went down down hard uh, on a cross into the box in about the 94th minute. So we'll wait to hear about Stefan Fry as well. He came up with some huge saves. He was the Budweiser man of the match as well. Uh, still a bit to get to here on the Sounders FC postgame show. Going to look look ahead to what's next for Seattle. The big rivalry match with the Portland Timbers. That's coming up next Saturday. And a couple lasting thoughts here on this one as well as the World Cup. We're in the uh, full full swing of the World Cup group stage right now. So we'll have a few thoughts on that. Before we go to break though, I wanted to tell you guys about Kicking Cancer at CenturyLink Field, an event 
coming up by 950 KJR. Sports Radio KJR is kicking cancer here at CenturyLink Field and raising money for Strong Against Cancer and the KJR Carisathon benefiting Seattle Children's Hospital. So join us this Thursday, June 28th, from 3 to 4.30 p.m. prior to the Stadium Cup Finals here at CenturyLink for a KJR staff versus listeners soccer match. So you're going to face the likes of Dave Softy, Mahler, Jason Puckett, myself, Danny Jackson will be there. We're going to have a whole bunch of fun here this Thursday. If you want to play soccer on CenturyLink Field, all you have to do is go to sportsradiokjr.com slash cancer, and you can, all you need to do is donate to Strong Against Cancer. You're going to be benefiting cancer researchers in Seattle Children's Hospital as part of our KJR Cares-a-thon. You'll get a chance to play against us here on CenturyLink, plus you'll get two sweet tickets, Sounder Scarf, Kicking Cancer T-shirt. It's a great package we have for you, and it all benefits Strong Against Cancer, Seattle Children's Hospital Cancer Research. Uh, it, it's a great cause. Yeah, I can't... can't say enough that you should go to sportsradiokjr.com forward slash cancer put some money down you'll you're going to absolutely be be worth your time you're going to have a fun time out here this thursday from 3 to 4 30 so make sure you again sportsradiokjr.com forward slash cancer all right coming back here on the sounders fc post game show you're listening to the new home of the seattle sounders sports radio 950 kjr you're listening to the new home of sounders fc seattle's sports radio 950 kjr Final score, 1-1 between the Seattle Sounders and Chicago Fire here tonight at CenturyLink Field. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR. Let's roll through some MLS scores from the day. Philadelphia Union over Vancouver, 4-0. New York Red Bulls over FC Dallas, 3-0. Montreal Impact over Orlando City, 2-0. Sporting KC comes back against Houston Dynamo, 3-2. Colorado over Minnesota, 3-2. Real Salt Lake and San Jose play to a 1-1 draw. LAFC over Columbus Crew, SC 2-0. And then looking ahead to tomorrow, Atlanta FC and Portland will play at 1.30. And New York City FC and Toronto FC, they will play at 2 o'clock. That should be a big game as well. See if Toronto can finally end there. Uh, see if they can get a win here in this rough season. And then finally, here at CenturyLink Field, the Seattle Sounders play to a draw 1-1 here against the Chicago Fire. All right, guys, let's look ahead to what's next for the Seattle Sounders. It's brought to you by Bill Corm's Puyallup Nissan. Easy, like a Sunday morning. And it will be next Sunday, next Saturday here. I have it written down somewhere here against the Portland Timbers. It's going to be a 1.30 kickoff here, as I have it, next Saturday at 1.30 uh, here at CenturyLink Field. So this is going to be the big CenturyLink rivalry game everybody's going to come out. This is going to be intense. And, Danny, you've played in a lot of these Sounders versus Timbers matches. We, we see the Roger Levesque commercials with, with, the, with the, the better Portland. We're already seeing that yeah. where he's in Portland, Maine, and, and making fun of Portland, Oregon. It, it's going to be intense. It's going to be a lot of fun next Saturday. Well, soccer is about rivalries. When you think around about the world, Boca Juniors, River Plate, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. I mean, you have it all over the world. Big rivalries in every single sport. And it's great that we live in an area where we have three teams that have been rivals for decades and there's uh, certainly no bigger rivalry I, I believe in this league than uh, than Portland Seattle so yes it's going to be a big game losing 1-0 in the 87th minute down there was a killer you know especially coming off a great win against Toronto away from home it was a long road trip for the guys they defended well in the three gave up a little goal uh, gave up a goal at the end uh, unfortunately with Blanco scoring but hey that that combination of Blanco Adi and Valeri that has not changed for many years and uh 
it, it's a it's a challenge. They're a danger. They're, they're, they can score goals in a variety of different ways. They can play the ball over the top. Ardy's got the ability to hold it up, to flick it, to get in on the end of crosses, and to get in behind. And Valeri just finds his pockets of space, similar to a Schweinsteiger. You know, can float around, find pockets of space. When we have the ball, we lose it. Then he's wide open. So it's going to be a game of passion, intensity, as we always know. But there'll certainly be a lot of quality out there as well, Pete. The, the game has to be much tighter, much more uh, cohesive defensively for Seattle. The kind of room you're just talking about yeah. makes me nervous yeah. with, with the three that you just mentioned. So uh, Seattle will really need, and I'm sure they will, they will address making sure that the gaps aren't there. One thing I like, Clint Dempsey's got eight or nine goals in this rivalry match between Portland and Seattle. So let's hope that uh, that that streak continues and he can get into double digits in that one. So it'll, it's uh, that game. You mentioned the commercial. I've seen a, a few others that are out there, and, and the players know that this is such a huge pride game. This is the kind of game where Brian Schmetzer may bring in Zach Scott just to right. talk to them in the locker room about what this game means because it is a significant one between the two clubs and there's a you know in the when Seattle won the MLS Cup in 16 the the first thing uh, Dempsey said one of the things Dempsey said after that was something uh, to Portland right <laughs> beep, yeah. Beep, Portland. yeah yeah so uh, so I don't think the motivation side uh, will be nearly as important as the tactical side so, I'd, I'd also add just you know in terms of, of this game and this rivalry as well we're uh, 10 points behind. Um, Tim is right now in sixth position, the last playoff position. They're on 22 as it stands right now. They still have to play tomorrow, as you mentioned, Jackson, and the Sounds are on 12. So, you know, the reality of the situation has to kick in now. We're starting to approach the beginning of July. You know, yes, there's, there's a good number of games left, a lot of points on the board, but the, if that gap continues to open up, then you're digging a really big hole to get out of. You know, it's not like one or two teams now are lingering in that kind of fifth, sixth, seventh spot. Right. You know, the teams, a group of teams now are starting to extend that. You know, and that's a lot to do with the Sounders' inability to get points on the board, right? I mean, 12 out of 14 games is just obviously not good enough. You're looking at must-wins, you know, frankly. Yeah. You're looking at a situation Brian right said here. That too, yeah. It's the mentality of 2016, yeah. right? Brian came in, Ladero came in, they got a 1-1 tie, I believe, or 0-0 tie against uh, the Galaxy. In his first game here, Valdez played right. up front, was the point guy. He played that 4-2-3-1 straight out the gates, and then they went on, Dempsey got a hat-trick in Orlando, and we got goals, and we got and won the championship. So I think he's going to have to kind of bring that type of energy, that type of passion and intensity uh, to these games coming up. And there's rumors and there's reports of, of guys and stuff, but you can't wait for them to come in. And you need a platform. You've you got to do it now. You need a foundation where these guys come in and they're not, you're not in a deep, dark hole that you can't get out of. Right. Because you want these guys to come in motivated, excited to get going in this team and give yourself a chance. So you need to get points on the board to make sure you give yourself a chance as a team to get into the playoffs so these guys come in energized and ready to play. And a way to do that is by winning next Saturday, 1.30, Seattle Sounders Portland Timbers. The rivalry continues here at CenturyLink Field. Our pregame will start at 1 o'clock next Saturday. Looking at that table there, Danny, you mentioned Portland sitting at 22 points. They're on just above that red line. Seattle with 12 points. Coming, going down it really quickly. Kansas City, first 32. Dallas with 29. LAFC with 27. Salt Lake with 23. Vancouver with 23. So that is above the red line there. Seattle currently sitting in 10th place with 12 points. Be big if they can get another three this well, next I Saturday. I think we can be uh, all pretty clear that we're not going to be hosting MLS Cup this year. <laughs> it would be uh, it would be quite the run that the Sounders would have to go on to, to, to be doing that, especially uh, with the Eastern Conference and Atlanta at the top of the Eastern Conference with 33 points as well. Uh, hey, before 
quickly, but I know we're going to end the postgame show here momentarily, but this is, of course, a soccer broadcast. We must talk about the World Cup, and it has been a hell of a World Cup. This has been one of the most entertaining in recent memory. Uh, I mean, let's let's start with the most recent game and, and work a little bit back here. Germany-Sweden finishes 2-1. to one. Tony Kroos with the free kick in the 95th minute to give Germany the 2-1 to one victory. That's just been one of the late results here, the late winners that has been part of an amazing World Cup so far. It's been a lot of fun. Belgium's been fantastic. Mexico has taken care of business. Portugal seems to be on the rise a little bit. Germany today, they had their foot in a trap, but what I loved about it was they never gave up. They are down a man, and it looked like they had a two-man advantage. They expected to go and get that goal, and now they're back in the hunt. England, big one tomorrow for Danny huh. Jackson. And, and you. Yeah, and me as well. For my, fa- I'll have my England uh, jacket on that uh, tomorrow morning at 5, at 5 a.m. I am. <laughs> I will tell you, I am fascinated to see Roman Torres against Harry Kane and oh. Marcus Rashford. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, man. we talk about movement and quality and ability. I mean, the one the one thing about the World Cup so far is wide open. I mean, yes. Croatia looked strong beating yeah. Argentina 3-0. Yeah. Right? This Mexico looked good with six points on the board. Belgium obviously with expectations high for that group that golden generation of player they have to come on strong so you know and then you got brazil nicking goals at the end against costa rica but the big guys turning up coutinho neymar we talked about this in pregame big players need to step up harry kane got two goals obviously the last time it's going to be an interesting run in to see who gets through and then it's going to be game on right because then it's right not just the big boys it's going to be those teams that are sitting there bubbling to the surface, the Croatians of the world, as I mentioned, who could be uh, could be in for a shock this World Cup. It's not going to be one of the big boys. The Russians. The Russians, you know. They're, Holy they're, mackerel. You, yeah. need, you need the host nation to be in a position where they get a bit of a run. South Korea did that when they hosted it, and it maintains that kind of atmosphere and intensity within that host nation. And they've done everything they could do. I think there was this whole fear factor of are they going to embarrass the host nation? Are they going to embarrass Russia based on the quality or lack thereof in that team? But, hey... It shows what energy intensity can do and a togetherness. And they've uh, rallied around uh, each other and got six points. Roman Torres versus Harry Kane, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, so that will be a fun matchup to watch tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. We'll be tuned in. All right, that'll do it here for the Sounders FC postgame show from CenturyLink Field. Seattle won, Chicago won. Sounders get a point out of tonight's match. Again, what's next? It's the Portland Timbers. The rivalry continues next Saturday. 1.30 p.m. kickoff. Our pregame coverage will start at 1 p.m. next Saturday here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. It will be an exciting match for Danny Jackson, for Pete Fewing, Nate Nelson back at the studio, Terry Ryan here in the building. It has been an exciting one here tonight, but it ends 1-1. Seattle Sounders getting a point. We will talk to you on Sounders Weekly Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. And then next Saturday, 1 o'clock, Seattle Sounders, Portland Timbers. We'll talk to you then. You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at Redap.com. By ProLion Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLion Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Just imagine what you'd do if you won. Play today. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on Portland Timbers.